First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to episode 95 of your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pod of the everyman, coming at you live. I'm Jordan, here with Drew. Drew's working on one and a half lungs. Drew, how you doing? It's more like one and a quarter, but no one's really counting. One and a quarter, okay, cool. Doing super, cool. super duper, booper duper. We're, yeah, uh, we're slowly, uh, we're inching our way to 100. We are, week by week. Brick by brick. We're getting there. I think, wait, this is, um, what, we have the Hall of Fame game coming up, so I'm, wait, how many weeks of the preseason? What I'm getting at is, if we're five weeks away, are there still four preseason games or only two now? We still we still have four? Is, um, is, our, is our hundredth episode going to be week one of the NFL season? That's what I'm getting at? I don't know. Good question. Not that that would really mean anything, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, I, is there maybe there is only two preseason games now. I don't know. I know they were talking about that back when, right? But I don't. Yeah, if they went to a, uh, maybe it's three because they added the extra game. Could be. I, I know. know. I know who doesn't care. This guy. Let's assume positions. For the world famous two brew salute. Three, two, one. Ah, there it is. Hetty Topper, Alchemist Brewery, Vermont. How many of those you got? I got eight of them. I have a couple left. Oh, sweet. Um, I'll I'll save you one. Super. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, H two O. A sparkling ice fruit punch. Checks with out. Vi- with vitamins and antioxidants. Um, alright. Cool. <clears throat> um, let's talk a little bit. Bo- Beer one's a little bit light here this week, but let's uh let's let's little, talk a little boxing. Yeah, little little light. We'll swim. Little night swim. What's that from? <laughs> Dusty bun. Oh. We'll swim by the lake. Little night swim. <laughs> Were you just watching that or something? No, nah, it's just a hilarious line. That it is, Edward. I lack originality in my life, so I just try to quote funny and creative people. Uh, understood. Um, all right, boxing. Um, I definitely slept on Gary Antoine Russell boxing last weekend. Totally Meaning you forgot that he was fighting, not that you slept on him as a as a fighter. Correct. I uh, Georgie, Georgie Bear. Man, I, that, that that dog's got a bark. I'm I'm like I'm two levels, a bunch of ply, <laughs> a bunch of plywood and concrete below him. Yeah, he's got got a set of lungs on him, unlike someone else I know. Uh, yeah. Um, Gary Antoine Russell. Yeah, I I that totally. I totally whiffed on that. I didn't even realize he was fighting last week. That was, that was the only fight I cared about on the card, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so he <laughs> he improves to what, 18 or 19-0? Uh, I think he's 16-0 with 16 Six. knockouts. There you go. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, 
definitely a quick stop. He's got a he's got a rip. he's got a sixteen a sixteen. He's 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 won by knockout in every fight. Yeah. Um. Quick stoppage by the ref. Uh, uh, what did you think about that? I, I was definitely a quick stop. I, I don't know why I, he stopped it. I mean, in real time, I actually wasn't surprised because when he got up, he definitely didn't look like he had his legs on him as he was walking back to the corner, and I th- I was looking at him when he went to give his do like the whole arm thing. Yeah, and it looked like he wasn't giving much power, like as he was lifting his arms. Like, yeah. so like when I originally saw it, I was like, "Oh, he's stopping this." As you see, like the slow mo and the re- you know the replay, like I probably agree it wasn't a great stoppage. But at first, like when I'm watching it real time, like I was like, "Yeah, like the guy doesn't seem like he's got his wits about him." Uh, when I saw it real time, I was like, "Huh." He seemed okay. I, I, maybe maybe the referee saw something. We'll probably see it on replay. And then they showed the replay a bunch of times, and I was like, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I don't yeah, know it what might that have, was it, about. It may have just been me. So, like I said, I no, just... It was you he, and, and the ref. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't look... Again, I just I just thought he, he his legs didn't look right walking to the corner, and it didn't look like he was, like, giving much... That his arms had much, like give to them as he was uh checking yeah, them i got you and so. I, I thought he was that guy i don't think was winning the fight but like i thought he was had a pretty decent attack i thought like he his. i i i thought the scorecards were bad i thought that fight was at least even before the knock because i guess that was the sixth round that he knocked him that he got yeah. the knockdown well yeah. yeah the stoppage i i had it three two um gary russell who i gave a swing round to which easily could have went to the other guy. So uh, every every card had Gary Russell Jr. up by at least two, if not three rounds. And I was like, ah, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, that, it was a very competitive bout. Um, so, you know, they instantly called for a rematch. I, I don't know how that gets Yeah, made, I, but... I, I would have loved to have seen the copy box. Maybe keep talking. Maybe I'll find the copy box. Um, I mean, I was just surprised, I mean, cause from the Russells, which, oh, by the way, uh, the first fight for the fam since Mr. Senior uh, was called home, so yeah. sh- shout out to them, you know, like, again, they're just, what a, what a family, you know, just such class act people, um, and, you know, their first fight without their dad, um, but I, uh, man, I, I, I've just, you've just come to love those guys. And I just expect him to show up and just, I mean, like, Gary Russell Jr. freaking was showing up, what's his name, with one arm. So, uh, Meg Sayo. So, I kind of expected Gary Antoine just to dance circles around this guy. But it was was competitive. I mean, I think it's Bartholomew or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a a former champion. Like, he's he's not a tomato can. I, I just I'm just saying I, with yeah. from from the Russells I just kind of expect him to show up and like yeah. kick ass. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing Gary Russell in his corner. Yeah, oh, well they they all they've always been in each other's corner. It's just that the dad always had the lead seat and they the other guys yeah. were just like, you know, on the on, like below the apron kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think and I think well, I think Russell, I think he was uh I think he was doing the corner stuff last fight because I think that was when his dad his dad lost his oh, leg okay. before he passed away, right? Gotcha. Didn't he? Didn't, didn't he lose his leg? Something like that. Was, yeah. Was so I think diabetes? Gary Russell. 
Yeah, so I think Gary Russell was in the ring for that too. So just, Seems just like we cool, should know but, that. But I, don't. I mean, Gary Russell only gets in the ring once every like eighteen months anyway. So it's just good to see him actually get in the ring, <laughs> even if he wasn't fighting. Dan, uh, our guy Dan Kenobia had a funny a funny joke. Uh, he was doing a Q and A today. It was like, what what flies like twice every two years? It was basically something that happens very randomly, and he goes a Gary Russell Jr. fight. I was I was laughing. It was funny. Oh, uh, that Dan's got jokes. I was like, "Well done, sir. Well done." Um. Yeah. Anyway, did you find the compu box? Yeah, it was actually uh, Gary Russell doubled him up in the first two rounds, and then it was basically even for the next three. So. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's where I was like, "All right, it was pretty." To me, it was pretty close. I'm not really sure what differentiated Russell to some of those judges in the the tight rounds, but like I thought B- Bartholomew or whatever, Bartholomew like, or whatever, yeah, like like he hurt him a couple times in that he fight. Some re- yeah, it's some really good. Yeah, and I mean I use the word hurt loosely, obviously. Like he, you know, no, he he buzzed, yeah. he tagged him. Yeah, he buzzed I mean, him. Yeah, it was, like com- he, it was yeah. competitive. No. Yeah, like he buzzed him. Like you could tell, and he was like, this, especially that's hilarious, Drew Bart- Bartholomew. 65 jabs thrown, one landed. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wild. He uh, I, I might have been the second round where Gary Russell got tagged and then just had to, like, clench him for, like, 30 seconds because he just didn't have his legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. One so, of those but which is, you know what, it just, you know, again, doesn't have a lot of fights under his belt, but, like, knew to do that. So, um, which you don't see a lot of young fighters who get tagged. Um, kind of instinctively do. So, it's a good test for him. I'll, uh... 140's getting stacked. Yeah, in a hurry. Like it had like two it only had it had three names for like three years between Progray, Josh, and um Ramirez. And now it's just like you got uh um sorry, uh Zapeta, um Tio's up there now, Garcia technically I guess is up there. Uh Bazoa, however the hell you say that guy's I say name, Bar- Barboa or Barboza, whatever, whatever yeah, his name Barboza, is. Yeah. yeah, Gary. I mean Gary Antoine Russell. Um, <laughs> R- fucking Raleigh. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, well, no, so, Raleigh's going up to one forty-seven. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just laughing at how he was like, ah, that division sucks. I'm going to one forty-seven. Like, just, <laughs> I'm telling you now, if if Raleigh Romero gets a fight with Errol Spence at one forty-seven. I'm just quitting everything. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to quit this podcast. I'm just going to just sit in my house and wait for the bank to kick me out. Be like, if Raleigh Romero, if Raleigh Romero can talk his way into two major fights just from being like a complete goofball jerk off, like, I, why, why, why am I even living? Why am I even trying? Um, sorry, it's a sidetrack. I, I don't but, know. But yeah, I'll be curious. I don't know who PBC has. At 140, because none of those names are P- like those names are top rank or prograys with that weird like perbellum or pertabellum. I always think yeah, of a mushroom. Portobello mushrooms, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know who they can uh, match him up with, but I, 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 I'd actually love to see him and uh, him and Tiafimo get in the ring. Sure, yeah. Um, that'd be funsies. Speaking of one, uh, one. Well, I guess just to close out the weekend, um, Konaski, he's done. Forget that baby face. Oh God, whatever. Who cares? That was awful. Uh, Danny Garcia, um, looks solid. 
you know, yeah. not 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 his true weight class, but definitely looked solid um, versus the other Benavides, which I always forget about his whole like leg issue. So like, I'm kind of thinking to myself like, man, he's like not doing anything. But I mean, he really like his, shouldn't even be there. So I I gotta like give him a pass sometimes. But I guess he's. he's... <laughs> What what a goofball! He was he was yeah he was like I get I get the Garcia and I and Garcia's problem will be that it doesn't you know is he gonna have any pop at one that's the problem when some of these guys move up are they gonna have any pop when they get to the weight class like he he landed a ton of punches on Benavides and and Benavides continued just just kept shaking it off like it wasn't hurting him and sticking his tongue out it's like hey dude like you're getting hit clean so. Whether you're getting, you might not be getting hurt, but he's piling up points on right <coughs> on you. You're in the middle of getting your ass kicked. That doesn't matter if it's hurting you or not. You're not. You're just not landing anything. Yeah. So <laughs> regardless to him. Fire. Yeah. So that that'll be the question when Danny steps up the competition. Um, is he going to be able? Is he going to have the speed, the tempo, uh, and the combinations to be able to land clean? Because he's going to have to outpoint a lot of opponents at 154. Is he going to be able to do that? I don't that? think he's staying up there. I think they said he's. Nah, he's not going. No, no, he's. That's where he's staying. Oh, okay. I don't think so. What? Well, because because of, of the Thurman call out. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I I think that would be, I think they'd want they would want to do that one fifty four. Oh. I don't think he'd come back down to one forty seven for that. Um, okay. And what was I going to say about Garcia? Uh, something uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, small small amount of peas. Um, P tier. I just can't. uh, I just can't remember what I was gonna say. But yeah, like I said, he looked. Yeah, like is he gonna be able to outpoint some of these guys um, in the weight class when he doesn't have? He doesn't have the power to, uh, you know, to knock him knock him out. Which I don't. I don't know that he necessarily has because he. I mean. And the one thing that he does have, he has a great chin, which is what everyone says about him. So he'll be able to take a, a lot of shots. Like that's why I'd, I'd be. I think Charlo would probably beat him like eight four, you know, maybe nine three. Like I don't know how competitive it would be, but I'd love to see him just eat a bunch of Charlo shots. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, but just to just to see if he can actually take it, because like that's all anyone really. That's like the first thing I'd everyone love to says. To see him get his ass kicked by Charlo. That's just whatever. Well, yeah, that's just whatever. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime anyone mentions Danny Garcia, Eat those it's like, shots. man, great Eat chin. Him. Yeah, so I'd be like, all right, well, let's let's. I'd, I'd like to see if he could take those shots. No, I, I understand the way you said it was funny, but no, I, I get your point. I'd, I'd like to see him. They, they, um, I, li- I, was, I don't know if you listened to Porterway yet this week, but they were saying that Fundora, that's not a fight. That's not a fight for Danny. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how. I still don't know how good this Fundora guy is. Uh, yeah. I mean, they could be measuring sticks to each other. Yeah, like uh, I'd be really curious to see how he would do against a, a vet like like Danny that has you know can get some quick con- is a counter puncher can get some good combinations off, um, and then we'll see how much power. Like yeah, I, I don't know, I, he's like a big question mark to me still, Fundora. I get it. So, but yeah, not much else to say about the fight, uh, the, except the scorecard. Whoever that woman is, yeah. Oh. She, she she also she was one of, they are she, she was, was one the of the Joe Horn and uh, Manny Pacquiao like yeah how how you could watch that fight and and think that fight was a draw I'm like what 
Unless you were just giving Benavidez. True. Did you see she had Benavidez winning going into the final round? She gave the last round to, it's to amazing. Garcia. It for, like, unless for you were time. just giving him points for <laughs> head shaking and, like, sticking his tongue out. I just – I don't even know how I, – I don't get it. Like, what what were, what were exactly was he doing? I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not sure. Like, yeah, like, Garcia – Garcia like outlanded him by so many shots like every round it's just insane to me. Yeah. But she'll she'll be she'll be uh she'll be a judge in another fight. Shout out sure. to her. <laughs> hey, shout out to her. Um thank you and, Tank. <laughs> and then uh this weekend um couple things of note this weekend. Michael Collins back in the ring. Did you see that? Yeah, after uh, after the the Lee Wood uh, after knockout, Lee yeah, sent him in the the next stratosphere. <sighs> A fight um, he was probably winning too, man. Yeah, he's minus twelve hundred against some guy like Mariega. Or Mariega, like I was yeah. he he was one of uh, the souls that Lomachenko snatched years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, good veteran fighter. Uh, he's minus twelve hundred. Um, Maurice Hooker. Is like only God. like minus two eighty or something versus some other dude who's like plus one eighty. Hooker's fighting. Who's he fighting? Um, hold on, I got it. Oh, Blair Cobb. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Blair Cobb's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Minus well. two thirty five plus. And yeah, Cobb's Hooker. Plus one eighty. Yeah, I mean Hooker was he was he was solid one forty before Ramirez um snatched his legs. He doesn't have much much left in him, so we'll see. Ramirez? No. Yeah, Jose Ramirez. Okay. And then Ortiz. Yeah, Virgil which... Ortiz. Long, long-awaited return. Well, after, I would say uh... Ortiz knocked out Hooker is what I was saying. But yeah, no, but, but well, that's when he moved up to yeah. when he moved up to 147. Yeah, like it, Hooker was dangerous, and he was the one. He remember he was a champion at 140, and then yeah, Ramirez yeah. just like fucking tagged him, and um, yeah. Just stop. Just had got when, a stoppage on him. And yeah, which is how we got to the unifications. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't. He I hasn't. He hasn't. Him. He hasn't necessarily looked the same. Like the same guy. I don't want to say shot, but you know, yeah. Just kind. Of, he's just kind of there. Yep. So Virgil Ortiz, um, he's on zone Main card will be about eleven o'clock. It's in Texas. Um, he's minus eighteen hundred versus Michael McKinson. I mean, we're probably coming up on almost a year since we last saw him. Yeah. Because he had to pull out because of the uh, spinal, whatever whatever the hell it was. I still don't spinal. know what it was. What was it? Um, I was just saying Mike Tyson, spinal. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever ailment he had that was just accelerating his weight loss or something crazy um, that he had to pull oh, out yeah. of the fight. So, uh, yeah, this will be... Last time we saw him, yeah, it's uh, 51 weeks ago. Yeah, so almost a year to the day. Uh, yeah, I mean he'll probably knock this guy out. I don't really, I don't really see how uh, McKinson doesn't get get stopped here by Virgil, outside of just ring rust. Um, and we'll be careful. I mean, we gotta at, at some point here, if they don't announce Crawford Spence, uh, like this is where this is where sanctioned bodies are annoying, like. Make make a mandatory for these two to like force the hand of getting the fight made. You know, yeah. Crawford hasn't fought since friggin' November. I know Spence fought in April, but 
you know, like get boots, get say, declare that boots, like mandate the boots fight, take it to purse bid, and unless they get a fight together, like on paper, ready to roll, and do the same if Ortiz wins. I think they pushed Virgil Ortiz down and moved Keith Thurman up in the mandatory rankings for the, I forget which belt he was uh, the mandatory for, which is a joke, but do the same thing here. Like if he wins and you're going to move him up, like just go ahead and mandate the fight. Like let's, let's get moving here. Like too much inactivity for these top guys is what like kind of kills the sport. And maybe that's why they don't sell as much as they think they should or do. Yeah, exactly. Eggs. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Virgil Ortiz, like I said, minus eighteen hundred for the win. Um, and oh, for, so for close the knockout, to the button. so close. <laughs> the knockout <Sorry>. is <laughs> minus three sixty. Um. Okay, so that's about it on the boxing front. Yeah. Um, you you said you just told me to remind you to say something about MMA. What what did you have to say about MMA? So like. What makes it like who's actually good in MMA? Um, like, and I, I say that not maybe I'm asking it wrong because, and I may I don't pay attention enough. So I had no idea that Nunez lost Amanda Nunez. I had no idea that she lost like six months ago. No clue. Do you know that? Uh, I think so. Um, because she fought this weekend, and the big thing was like, um. It was like whatever they tagged it, like repeat revenge or some some tagline, whatever yeah. it was. And I was like, I was like, you, wait, what? I was like, did Nunez lost? And I went back because I wouldn't know it because she's still like in all these commercials and all this stuff. And you know, in boxing, like if you lose, it's like you're you're trash, you're washed, you're a hype job, nothing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's what? It's nuts. Let me go look. And then I go and I look it up and I see that she lost, but she's got like five losses. Yeah. She's twenty two and five, like. But, like, she's considered, like, awesome. Yeah. And has five losses. So, like, what, 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 me- like, what measures, what, what makes you good in MMA, I guess? Like, obviously, having a perfect record isn't what it is. Um, yeah. And I don't ask you, because I don't pay it. The only, I, the only, the only thing I know about MMA is Pat, Fat, Patty, Batty, Fatty, who I love now. This guy is my dude. I love this guy. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he's good, to be honest with you. I just love him because he's hilarious to me. Uh, I know McGregor. I know Khalib beat McGregor, Khabib. and there was that big brawl after the fight. Everybody acts like Khalib's the greatest of all time, but Khabib. I think he only yeah, but I think he only beat like three actually good like fighters in that entire span of his career. So I don't I don't really know. And um, Ken Shamrock was an MMA guy, but that was years ago, right? Uh, I don't know if he actually did it or not. He was he's a okay. wrestler. Yeah, well, I, I thought he came from UFC. I, like, so obviously I know Shamrock. I, I think he tried to, but like, okay. No, I mean, and Joe Joy. I, I don't know much about it either. Uh, what yeah. I know is like, I like what well, they're too. They're honestly they're prohibitively expensive for me to watch the big fights. Like, I, like twice a month, I'm not going to shell out seventy five or a hundred dollars. To watch MMA, like I'm, yeah. I'm I, like I'm not. My MMA budget isn't like 150 bucks yeah. a month. Yeah, and I mean you can pretty it. much go to any bar and watch them for free because they'll have them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that either. Yeah. Um, 
so like I don't watch a ton. Like I and and the thing about that is like the highlights are extremely limited. Like you got I don't know. So like but Israel Adesanya, he has one loss because he tried to move up and wait. Um Bones Jones has a loss. He's considered like the best of all time. Is that, that um, is that the guy that keeps getting busted? Who's the guy that keeps getting busted for like coke? Cocaine. Like, yeah. Is that him? Bones yeah, Jones. Yeah, John Bones Jones. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, there's a guy. Don't do Michael, coke. Don't miss weight, bro. Yeah, I forget the guy's name. Is it? Um. There's a guy that's hot right now. I. Oh shit. Is it? I, I want to say it's Michael Hooker, but we were just talking about Maurice Hooker, and I'm like, it can't be Michael Hooker. I forget his name. No, ah, damn it! I can't remember. I don't know. I'm not qualified to speak on this subject. <laughs> I I think it's the fact. I think you just. I, I think it's just one of these things. They make fights, and so if you even if you lose, like they throw you back in there and allow you to like build yourself back up, and they actually mandate the fights. So, like, you can get on a streak of beating all of the challengers ahead of you. And they do rank them, like, at each weight class. And so you can just cr- climb through the rankings in, like, a okay. five-fight span. Like, yeah, because, like, even McGregor, lost, like, is McGregor, like, really that great? Or is just, no. like, everyone I just... I mean, lo- he was. He, I mean, he's... He was... At his peak, he was damn near unbeatable. Yeah. And, I mean, he just got inactive and old and now he's just not good um but yeah like he was he was an absolute tactician in his prime um but the thing about it is is once one guy adds a new wrinkle like it just kind of gets like absorbed by osmosis by the rest of the guys and so like stuff that like you know ronda rousey was doing and like mcgregor was doing like that's common now like so like people were just that much more of a freak and that's the other thing about mma with losses like you can be grappling with someone and just have a slip either in your mind or like an actual slip and next thing you know like you're in a grap like you're in a submission hold and like you gotta tap or else you're gonna get a joint snapped or get yeah or get passed out and it's like that doesn't mean you suck it's just you lost that little battle where and then all of a sudden you were in a submission hold you know yeah um i don't i think that's kind of it but again i'm wouldn't really say that i'm qualified to talk about any of that because i'm just like i'm the definition of a casual on mma i don't uh, know yeah like i i read i i, I watch it. i watch maybe once a year i actually buy it if there's like a big there was a big card yeah maybe it was that one six months ago where nunez lost and israel adesanya was on it and i was just like wow i actually get two headliners for the price of one but i still didn't buy it just because i didn't have it in the budget at the time yeah i've never bought one ever so um, I have I have no idea, but I just figured again I I was shocked that she lost because it's like everyone like Ray still was, has been still raving about her again. She's got all these commercials, and I'm like, oh, and it's not like she's got the Rousey effect. She's she's a badass. I've seen some of her fights. I mean, she yeah. the the people she's beaten have have been like unbelievable too. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forget the. Uh, Sev. 
Shevchenko. That's the girl that I always liked, and and Nunez beat her. Shevchenko, I think that yeah. was her name. Uh, I still I still remember being there for Rousey's first loss to Holly Holmes. Whew. Yeah, I mean they're just, just got that kick to the just got stunned by that kick to the face, and that was a wrap. Whew, that'll do it. Yep, that'll do it. Um, all right, moving on from MMA. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about these MLB trades, and specifically the Padres one. Whew, big time. Um, like, I got to say that if I was a GM, I feel like the Padres GM is exactly what I'd be doing. Like, build up your farm system as best you can and just sell them off for proven stars. Because, like, you're hoping that your prospects make it to be solid contributors. Like, even even that guy, like, Gore, who's, like, that top pitching prospect – like even he has who he's been like the number one pitching prospect for a while and like the closer he's getting to major league and he, I know he's dabbled in major league like he's slipping up some it's like these there's just you just never know with these prospects so like if you can flip these top prospects for like legit stars I, I mean that's just do it right yeah I don't know that's what I think and you know I don't know if San Diego is going to be able to re-sign Soto. Um, I, I, but I read their GM was like, hey, you know what? We get him for this year and two more years. In my mind, that's three pennant races we get him for. That's He said that's a lot of time. Like, that's that's yeah. legitimately, like, good, like, to get him for three pennant races. And, I mean, they're, and they're, and they're, in, a, they're in a spot where they're competing with the Dodgers, who have, like, a $6 billion payroll. So, right. You know, you gotta, you have to, you have to make bold moves. Yeah, exactly. And they went out and got Hader from uh, Milwaukee, which I, I think Milwaukee won that trade. Hader, I love watching Hader. Like his stuff has so much movement, but like his ERA is not good this year, and his, yeah. it's like in the fours. So uh, at least it was when I looked it up a week ago or four days ago, whatever it was. But um, yeah, I. I mean, they like you said, they just have to go for it because they got to compete, and they they don't have any playoff wins. I don't even know if they have playoff appearances outside of the bubble. Yeah, the bubble. Um. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, from the Nats perspective, like, I hope I don't know if I was a Nats fan, I would be dismayed and upset, but I wouldn't be mad at ownership because i think the frustrating part is okay they won the 19 world series pure luck <laughs> well it's got uh, hot uh, uh a rogue error and hot pitching i mean was harper on that team no that was no, he, that was, was, he was already that was the toys. first that was the first year he, after he was out so of course it's all like oh well he was the reason they never won clearly um no but i like when Soto, when they first got Soto in the minors, they had to be thinking like, "Oh man, like Harper, Scherzer, Strasburg, Soto, like we could be set up for a mini dynasty here." And like none of those guys, like like Strasburg's still around, but he's injured all the time. Like, but none of those guys are even around anymore. Like they gotta be like, ah, like what? How? Like three fast forward three and a half years and like where are all these guys? What? Yeah. 
and they've been they've been the worst team. I think that if not the worst, one of the worst teams in baseball since 2019. And then they step up and they try and you know make the huge contract for Soto, and he won't even go for it. And it's just like, ah, oh, son of eh, a bitch. It was a fake big contract. I mean, they they tried to keep the the average annual. Yeah, the, yeah, they, yeah. By yeah, throwing got, a bunch of years at him. Yeah, yeah, so they just got cute with him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yes, but also it's You're, the market. The market's million. always the market's always going to be what the last guy got. So, I I understand, but you're throwing four hundred and forty million at a twenty three year old. So I, I hear you. I mean, like these guys, these guys care. He about doesn't the, hit. Uh, free, he doesn't hit free agency for another two years. So these guys, I mean, care, they care about the AAV, man. I, I would too, and I think he did the right thing. I'm just saying that's a bold move. Because yeah. soon as you soon soon as that ink hits the paper, you're getting four hundred and forty million dollars. Even even if your arm gets bit off by an alligator, I mean, like you're yeah. still gonna get that four forty. But I mean, in the next two and a half years, that alligator comes and snatches his arm. I mean, yeah. I don't, don't know where he'd find alligators at. They have alligators in the Dominican. Isn't that where know. him and Tatis are both from? There, some gators. <laughs> Gators bitches better be wearing jimmies. <laughs> um, what other trades went down? I, I saw your boys got Cindergard. What did they have to give up for Cindergard? Was it Moniac? I didn't. I didn't really. Pay, I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to uh, who they gave up. Just who they got. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see who they. I was so, relying on you to see who they. Who they yeah, gave that's up. Right. I mean. They, Speaking of that Soto trade, did you see Eric Hosmer actually ended up not going to the Nationals? He blocked it. Yeah. And then he ended awesome. up getting flipped over to Boston. It's awesome. Wild, right? Yeah. I mean, if you got if you So they sent they sent Luke Voigt down down there. If you've uh if you've got the no trade clause, you should use it, right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Really, that's kind of a win for the Nationals, and I don't know what what Luke Voigt's money is, but like the whole prospect haul was because the Nats were taking on the Hosmer money. But then when Hosmer blocked it, I don't did the I didn't actually that's a good question. I didn't see if the prospect list changed. I don't the think revi- it did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the revised deal either. I don't I don't think it did, but man, maybe it did. But um. Regardless, they still got the, those top prospects. Um, I don't know if, if some of the like the fourth and fifth guys changed or whatever, but um, that was that was pretty wild as well. Mm. Um, what else? What else? The Yankees got Joey Gallo out of there. How about that? Yankees fans don't have to cry anymore. <laughs> he went to the Dodgers. Wasn't he with the Dodgers? Nah. Uh, Gallo wasn't he? Oh wait, was he? I don't know. I know. I mean, he was obviously with Texas is who he came up with. But yeah, um, you know, it'd be awesome. I would if well, I would, would I'd hate awesome? I, I'd hate it if it was Dodgers Yankees in the World Series. But it would be awesome if it was Dodgers Yankees in the World Series and like Game Seven, Gallo hits a, a game like a walk off home run. To that end would it. be hysterical. <clears throat> it would be the great. I, I, I it, it was it, only with Texas, by the way. It was. It, I was thinking of Jock Peterson. I bet. Texas and then the Yankees. It would be so worth. It would be so worth it to see the Dodgers actually win like a real World Series. <laughs> It'd be so uh, great. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, did you see? How about the Braves giving that contract to um, what's what's his name? Austin Riley. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that? Nah, I didn't see it. Is that is that the guy's name? Austin Riley. Sounds right. The uh, yeah, the first baseman. I mean, they gave him you like sound, a, you sound confident, so. Yeah, that that's him. They gave him like a ten-year, two hundred fifty million dollar contract or something like that. You didn't see that? I didn't see it. Oh man, you really ha- ten years, two hundred twelve million. Nah, I've been. I'm like, been... do they think he's the second coming of Freddie Freeman or something? Like, I know he's having a good year, but wow. That seems been, a little, that seems like a, a little preemptive, right? My my last three three days, my head's been buried in work, OnlyFans, and Better Call Saul. That's it. Two out of three of those sound interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why? Uh. Like. That's a that's a little. Uh, uh, man, I don't know. I threw preemptive out there. I was trying to give you other go. F- softballs and you just totally whipped sorry uh i'm anytime i feel like i'm about to cough i like keep itching towards the mute button so i'll absolutely (laughs) turn off anyone that's that's listening to this so i'm like half like half in half out i apologize (laughs) i apologize anyway um yeah so i think that's that more or less sums up the uh i mean the the yankees got the big pitcher from from the A's. I mean, that was that was the other headline. Um, but uh, the Astros are making them nervous. Yeah. Wait. Who did the Astros go and get? I don't know, but the the Yankees were like thirty games better than everybody at one point, and now like the Astros are almost right there with them. Yeah, I know. Um, I I did see that. Um. It would be. It would. It would. It. It. It would really hurt if they don't make the World Series this year. Like they. Which been, one? The Yankees. Yeah. Like they've been. They've been there. Like they've been on the cusp. Probably like five out of the last six years. I think last year they missed the playoffs. Um, or maybe they just lost in the first round. I forget what it was. But like, the, either either being up three two or, you know, they were this. They were supposed to win the first round series against Boston a couple years ago. To just you know, this year now they're just you know crushing everybody. Judge forty two homers. Um, if they were to crap out and not make the World Series, man, this would this would be a real blow to Yankee Nation. That is a good point. Um, you know what I was thinking about the other day, and again, probably this is why we need we need a two beer statistician. But who did we pick for our MVPs? Oh, I know who I picked. You picked a Rosarina, huh? Obviously. Unreal. And Bryce and I had Bryce to repeat, which was looking awesome until he got hurt. Um You might have actually picked Soto. No in the, in the NL. Oh may I don't maybe. Might have. And did I pick Octani? Uh what we'll alright, we'll we'll have to look that up and get back to everyone. Um but that's all I got on baseball. Pirates suck. Although I did see something today where um, a Pirates fan was taking a picture with Bob Nutting and then unbuttoned their shirt and their, the T-shirt underneath said sell the team. And Bob Nutting did like a double take and just like smiled for the picture anyway. <laughs> I thought that was silly. That is silly. Um, 
Oh, man. I'm just going trying to find my baseball notes because I really want to know who I actually picked for MVP. Ah, oh, sigh. I don't have it. Oh, well. Sigh, sigh. Okay. Um, I think we are up to everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Vroom, 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 vroom. NASCAR pit stop. Pit stop. Vroom, 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 vroom. Uh, In three, two, one, go. Last week was a road course at Indianapolis. Came down to overtime, two laps. Tyler Reddick outmaneuvers Ross Chastain after Chastain made an illegal turn, cut off part of the course. So what was he doing up there? I don't know. Tyler Reddick has won two straight road courses and is apparently the new road course king over Chase Elliott. Uh, None of our top fives that we got squirrely with last week hit, so it was a complete bust for us. We are down to minus 12. This week, it's Michigan. It usually gives us a good race. Two-mile oval, medium banking. We're going with Chase Elliott, plus 600. Blaney, plus 1,200. Logano, uh, 20 to 1. And Harvick, 25 to 1. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. All right. So, let's get to the parlay. Um, we lost last week. Because after being on a heater, quote-unquote, in baseball, somebody is no longer on a heater. Sure aren't. Fucking all-star break. Ah, derailed us. Derailed one of us. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what are you picking this week? I'm going to take the Astros over... Wait, wait. Let me stop you. Ah. Let me stop you. Yeah. Do you want to take Virgil Ortiz with... Uh. Hundred percent. That was going to be my my little surprise after we picked our baseball. Yes. Oh, okay. No, it's minus three sixty on the KO. Hundred percent. Okay. So you, okay. So we're gonna make it a triple. Yeah. All right. So you got the Astros. What what on? Day? Uh, I was gonna take them Friday. I don't see who the I don't know what this logo is with the G in the baseball. I don't respect what this is being called. So <laughs> the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, Valdez is pitching. On Friday, he was pitching on Saturday. Give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Uh, uh, yeah, let's take him Friday. Let's take the Astros on Friday. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Orioles over the Pirates on Saturday. Again, okay. the Orioles are above 500. And the, I don't know who this guy is they have pitching. He apparently sucks. Is that but, a home game for the Pirates? No, it's a, no. Uh-huh. I unfortunately, it's it's in Baltimore. Um, Dagger. Yeah, but the pitcher for the Pirates. I went to the game that this guy pitched last, and he gave up a dozen hits to the Phillies. And so I'm a like, a dozen. Yeah, in in like five innings. Um, maybe in a Baker's dozen. So yeah, Brew Baker for the Pirates. He he sucks. I'm, I'm going with the Orioles. That's a five o'clock game on Saturday. Um, and so we got Ortiz Saturday KO. We got um Houston Friday, and we got Bucko Saturday. Love it, Bucket Day. Right, I'm sorry, uh, we got Oreos Saturday. Buck Bucko's the Sucko. Bucket Dano. Okay. Uh, that should take us to beer two, right? Sounds like it. 
think so. Or for you, Seltzer 2. Seltzer 2. Assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. Three, two, one. Oh, of course, this explodes on me. I found an old Miller Lite in the back. Uh, less than ideal. Less than ideal. Um, and I'm assuming you're just sticking with whatever. Yes, sir. Peach schnapps you're doing, or seltzer. Or... We'll call it, we'll call it schnapps. Yeah, some schnapps. Okay. Cool. All right. Um. On that note. We, again, we're trying to add in something in here other than Saul each week just to, you know, keep the people going. Um, so we watched Gray Man on Netflix. <sighs> I was hard the whole time. Uh, yeah, so was I. It was good. Um, uh, I just meant as the male leads, but sure. Well, yeah, I mean, that too. Um, so Gray Man... Uh, if you're unaware, it's, it's trending on Netflix. It's really good. It is basically um, like another born, but with humor, basically, I'd, I'd say. Um, who's the guy that's the lead? Uh, Ryan Gosling is the yeah lead, and then I guess Chris Evans would be the Chris co-lead. Chris Evans would be the co-lead, yeah. So Ryan Gosling um, is is basically like a born type character, you know, all this espionage and covert, you know, killing and taking people out, and you know, it's set in Prague and other foreign countries where Bangkok. they just, yeah, they just lay waste to the landed gentry. If you haven't found him yet, Bangkok has him, fellas. Yeah. Why um, do you keep saying that? Yeah, but Chris Evans is the bad guy. Had just an amazing mustache and even better lines. Um, yeah, Evans is like he—he's—he's he's he's a like great. If good, Negan was in the military, yeah, he's—he's like a—he's a great. He plays a great good guy, but like I, I feel like all actors just get to step it up a notch and have more fun when they're playing bad guys. Just like wrestlers when they get to turn heel, they just have just a ball because it just gets to be a dick and just yeah like they just get yeah they just get to just let it all out yeah he's he's tremendous he you didn't you didn't see um seven knives right i did not yeah the the guy who plays james bonds in that um he was pierce brosnan or um no no uh, david craig Craig. yeah craig daniel Um, craig yeah he plays like the the detective uh, Evans is like a, a chicken shit in that one too. He's just so good. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how. I mean, I think I described it, you know, without going the full Drew Drew Tomaski blow by blow. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's basically you know he's set up to do a kill. Uh, right away they I, show I you. I guess that, the the big thing about it is he's he's in prison. Because he killed his dad because his dad was was torturing Abuse. his brother. Yeah, and so Billy Bob Thornton is like, "All right, you come work for is it the CIA or FBI? The CIA. You come work for the CIA. We're gonna turn you into a bad guy killer. You you got nine years left on your sentence. So you want to stay here for the rest of your nine years, or you want to come with us? I think and, it was more than that." 
It was nah, because I, I, I specifically wrote it down. Was it, was, it nine? Yeah. Really? It was yeah. It was twenty thirty one. And I was just like, I was like, because I that was the very yeah, first but thing you, I wrote down. I was but like, you, wait, his sentence was over in twenty thirty one. Yeah. You real you realize from the time that he was in prison to the the uh, the first uh, scene with him as the assassin, it, it, there's a thing that says eighteen years later, right? Yeah, that doesn't matter. What do you mean? If he was getting out in twenty thirty one, that means. <laughs> like this, 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 the, the scene in prison was like 2002. Why do you say that? Because they, they showed it. I'm pretty sure they showed it, bro. He's an adult talking to Billy Bob Thornton. I think in, he's in present I, day. I think and he's Billy put, Bob Thornton's like, yeah, you get out in 2031. I, I disagree, but keep going. Because I'm just like, you got nine years left. Like, why would you go, like, be the CIA's, like, killer? You want me to, you want, you want me to, you want me to do this? In oh. 2003, senior CIA official Donald Fitzroy visits a prisoner. Eight years earlier, the prisoner was a minor convicted of killing his abusive father. Fitzroy offers the man his freedom in exchange for working as an assassin. In 2021, on a mission in Bangkok, the murderer Sierra, the murderer Sierra Six, is working with fellow CIA agents. What? Yeah, dude, that was like how, 2003. How, well, how? When? How did they? When did they establish that? I think they just showed it on the screen, and and they had like 2003. What? I'm pretty sure that yeah, like because even I even, and then they say 18 years later. Well, what's that matter? Eighteen years later. Because if you're saying <laughs> it takes place in present day, so if it says eighteen years later and he wasn't getting out until if he wasn't getting out until twenty thirty one, then he didn't have nine years left on his sentence. He was he, he had he had almost thirty years left. This, this is this is like the this is like the, what we're gonna cover in, in Better Call Saul, like the timeline being off. And now I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just t- yeah, dude. Sorry, bro. Sorry, now, bro. Now I'm just pissed. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it made sense then. Because I was like, if like, I was like, you only have nine years left. Why are you gonna yeah. go do all this dirty work for the CIA? But, but yeah, but like, but like, eighteen years left. Eh, I can see it. But like all these, um, all these like you know, born type spy shows. You know, the government was corrupt. They were trying. You know, they were doing things they shouldn't do. There was proof. The agent get. You know the the bad guy slash good guy gets his hands on it and now he's the one that they're chasing so yeah the 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 guy that he's yeah set to kill had the evidence against the government and then he has the evidence and now they're coming after him blah 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 yeah um i mean the action sequences were insane i i mean i would I was shocked. I, I knew it was the Russo brothers that that were direct, directing it, but if I didn't know that, I would have said, "Well, this is a Michael Bay film," huh. um, without even hesitating. The uh, Gosling was just great. Like he was, you you could you could. I actually you, liked him better in Remember the Titans. <laughs> you could have swapped him and Ryan Reynolds, and they would have been the same character, basically. Um, yeah. With the with the quip, like for what that character was supposed to be. All the Ryans you could just swap out. But I, I thought Gosling was really good. Uh, again, Evans was great. Billy, Billy Bob Thornton with his little cameo was solid. It was good. Watching him cringe, getting his fingernails ripped out with a with a pair of pliers was. May uh, he been? Might might he have been the per thirty six? 
Um, I feel like the per thirty six probably would have been the uh, the the lone wolf that. Uh, <laughs> well, he missed the kid. He missed he missed the kidney and the liver. So fucking amateur. That guy was pretty uh pretty good for the thirty seconds he was in there. But yeah, maybe Billy Bob. Yeah, maybe you're right. He Wait, was which, which guy? In the thirty seconds. The was he was an Asian guy or Afghan? The guy the like the the assassin that, that went after him in the hospital to get the uh the evidence. Oh, um I don't I I couldn't tell I on I, I don't know. I, was he Indian? I feel like I I don't know. I can't remember what he was, but um I couldn't tell if he was mid or Middle Eastern Indian and I mean, you know, sorry. I couldn't tell. No, that's I, all right. I, I didn't catch the guy's name. He was like you say he was in there for like He, two he scenes. yeah, say he was in there for like two scenes, but he and, just and like And one scene he was doing nothing but like air punching and like yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh Ryan Reynolds certainly uh took a lot like not hit or not Ryan Reynolds. Uh Gosling's character certainly can take a knife wound like nobody else. Right? It's so many good lines. I like where he's like, can we argue later? I'm about to bleed out here. Uh, <laughs> when he gets stabbed at the hospital. And after he gets stabbed like 85 times by uh, Chris Evans in that maze, which how he didn't get like a major artery and bleed out was great. He goes, am I, am I supposed to be alive during this uh, plan of yours? She goes, yeah, you get to live. All right, we need to move. Losing Stick. a lot of blood. A lot of blood. A lot, a lot of blood. Of blood. <clears throat> you know what I don't like about you? Besides your besides your childish your childish sense of morality and your eight dollar haircut, that, that was my favorite. He's like, you're, I, I was like, ah, oh. I was like, I feel attacked, but at the same time, that's exactly me. <laughs> my, my childish sense of morality, my eight dollar haircut. Haircut, um, yeah, all that was just uh, was so good, great stuff. A little, it, it got the only the only the only thing that I didn't. I wouldn't even say I didn't like about it. It, it was just a little too long. It, well, it was almost two and a half hours. Um, like the 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 expansive fight scenes where it was like you know twelve people versus guy. I think after the first two, we got it. Like Gosling, like it's gonna take a lot to kill Gosling. Like I get it. Like <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't need uh you know thirty minutes of him handcuff handcuffed to a bench and not one bullet even coming close to him. Like we could have cut, we could have cut, you know, ten minutes off. That, of that whole scene where he gets caught in that pit, in that pit, and then escapes, like, that was that really. To your point, I mean, it was just like another instance of him being a badass. It really provided nothing to the plot. Yeah, like we could have let, let's sh- yeah, we could have shaved a couple couple minutes off. There, there was a lot of scenes where you could have shaved some time off and maybe cut it down because i watched i watched it before better call saw i was like all right i got i got about an hour 45 here like i'm good and then like i paused like when i went to go pause it to switch over to saw it said 40 45 minutes left i'm like jesus i was like you gotta be kidding me yeah um but now he's i really i really enjoyed it so and it seems like uh i didn't know it was a book i guess it makes sense all these things are based off books now um uh they're gonna have a sequel and I guess they didn't. I guess that's why they didn't reveal who the benefactor was. That the um, that the head CIA guy, um, who was the uh, you know, the, I guess the the real bad guy in this, um, the dirty CIA agent. They didn't really reveal who his benefit, the benefactor was that he was working directly for, doing all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's, but, I guess to your point, there's a lot of these type of 
shows out there now. Like, um, didn't Michael B. Jordan do one? He Wasn't did he... the clo- not Cloverfield. Um, Se- Seal Team, uh, Rainbow Six, or whatever it was. Yeah, the ra- one of some Rainbow Six thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they, I know they did redid. This was Jack better. Re- this they was redid better. Jack Reacher. Um, Made that on Amazon, team. which I, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, uh, uh, and then who was who's the guy from the Office, the goofy guy, John Krasinski? Yeah, he he did one on Amazon, which was pretty good. Um, I, I don't, I typically like these type of things, but yeah, I knew, I, I I figured you'd dig this. Yeah, um, I'll say that this was, in a lot of ways, it was as good as Born, but overall, it was not as good as Born. Um. Born was more intense and more and and heavier and just overall better, but this was had comedic value like interlaced into it, which was nice. And th- and this wasn't like some kind of like Born had layers upon layers upon layers of like treadstone and like the double crossing and stuff. This one like. I'm I'm assuming we'll get there in 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 the sequels, but like for th- this initial one, like yeah. we don't even know what this Sierra program is. It's just kind of like we need you to go fight bad guys. Is basically it. So it's like okay, what's up? Yeah, like I said, all the scenery was cool. The um the female lead, she's getting a big push. She like was in some smaller roles in movies, but I feel like she's. She's in that like Margot Robbie uh, vibe now, where they're she's gonna get a push in a lot of movies. Um, so we'll see if she can sink or swim. I forget her name, but oh jeez, you can't just disrespect her like that. I just forget her. I just always forget her name. She's playing Marilyn Monroe in the um, Marilyn Monroe series that I think is Hulu. I, I don't know. I have no interest in watching Mary, Marilyn Monroe. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I don't either, but. Uh... What's her name? Anna. Yeah, like Anna. Anna de, de Anna de Armas. Yeah, and yeah, sure that. Anna de Armas. Yeah. Yeah, I actually liked uh, the the uh, Agent Brewer uh, character. Uh, the the actress that played that her performance a little bit better. Um. Okay. The the agent that she ends up killing uh Evans's character. Oh, L- Lloyd her, Hansen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. Yeah, actually, I I liked Jessica her Henwick. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Um, all right, so let's get to the two-brew rating scale on this. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I, I kind of have it embarrassingly high. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was oh, good. I, I, did, I did have one other question. That, that, that kind of So, like, they tranquilized Lloyd, right, that one time, and he was like, I just got shot in the ass, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> what a scene. Yeah. When they tranquilized him, why did they just leave him there? Why didn't they kill him? Or like capture him or something, um, because I think I think her, I think her initial intent was to capture Gosling and turn him in to show that she wasn't um, in on it to like kind of you know because they were the guy the uh, the head eight, the head you know the so, basically so she the, only had one set of cuffs is that the well she didn't have to do that to Han- like Hanson wasn't the target. So all her, all Evans? she was, Chris Evans, like Chris Evans' character, wasn't like the yeah. target she was going after. She 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 knocked him out, and then she just initially she was just going to bring Chris Evans in to the CIA 
and be like, yeah, see, I'm not involved in this, so back up, bitch. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and then guys, she knocked, she knocked Gosling out how, with the how, tranquilizer, so he how, couldn't kill that? Yeah, how'd that work out for her? Uh, she... Not great. She got a heart and decided to keep it going. Not great. Yeah. Um, not great. Okay. Um, two brew ratings. Acting. Uh, two and a half. I gave it a three. What, what gave it a two and a half for you? I just thought Chris Evans was so good. <laughs> um... I don't know. Like it wasn't like nobody had to do like anything super dramatic in it. Like everybody just kind of got to be like a sarcastic smart. Ass. I, I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't think there were any like really challenging scenes or anything. To I where, gotcha. I gotcha. That's all. But I mean, two and a half is pretty high. I gotcha. Yeah, writing. Uh three. I gave it a two point seven five. And I guess maybe that's where I balance out the same as you. Like yeah, like. A lot of the a lot of the dialogue was like easy. There wasn't a lot yeah. of like tear jerking scenes or anything like that. No real twists or turns. Like even the even the reveal of why he was in prison, there wasn't really like I was waiting for some like crazy twist, but it was like, oh, his dad's just like totally understandable. His, yeah. his dad's just burning him with with uh, car lighters and uh, you know waterboarding him and his brother. Okay. Yeah. Plot. Um, I gave it a two and a half. Um. And maybe it's a little high. Maybe it's closer to two. Um, I gave it a two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to change that on the fly, too. Because there was, like you said, there was no twists or turns or anything. And like I said, it's not like, it wasn't like Jason Bourne level of, like, uh, like, Plot yeah, it was a. I mean, it was it was like, it was, like a, it was like just a it was gravity, a ba- yeah. it was a basic, basic yeah basic plot yeah that they that they made it really good with like the humor and the yes. action yes 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 feel slash genre um two and I a half a, oh I gave it a three um and so, I guess I guess that's where I balance it out too with like it was it was basic for the genre it was it was exactly what you would think but it wasn't anything above and beyond but yeah i i see why you would say three as well yeah rewatchability i gave it a two i would rewatch it again but i'm i'm not gonna like sit around and like put it on but like if somebody else wanted to watch it i'd watch it again and be happy with it i gave it a two which is probably high because it's just too long i to your point i would like maybe go on youtube and watch some scenes and like laugh at the like yeah the, uh, the banter yeah but um, it is like super long, but I still gave it a two. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There are parts that are rewatchable, and other parts is just like, yeah, you don't need to rewatch them. Um, uh, so mine came out to twelve point two five, which I feel is pretty high. What'd yours come out to? Twelve and a half. Mine's actually higher than yours. Well, mine was tw- mine was twelve point seven five, but I knocked that half off of the plot, so. Yeah, twelve and a half was solid. All right, so twelve and three eighths. Yeah, there we go. Love it. All right, uh, that wraps up um, the Gray Man. Why was he called the Gray Man? I never, I, I never put two and two together. And I, because I they feel like an idiot. Because they they operate in the gray space of I guess like the law, right and wrong, good and bad. Yeah, that, they didn't really do a good job of selling the, that part of it. If that's really like the reasoning. 
I think they said something about gray something like one time, and I was just like, wait, that was the hook right there? It was just you operate, you're going to operate in the gray space, which I just took as, like, you're not, like, you work for the CIA, you don't work for the CIA, you know what I mean? I think uh, that's why they're called the gray man. I, I don't. I don't. But that's okay. Okay. I, I, feel uh, like that, I feel like that's pretty something basic that, like, I, tip, I usually wouldn't know that you'd be on top of, so... Is this is this how you feel all the time? Except for now. Yes. Exactly. Great. All right, let's bring it on home with Better Call Saul. Gene, Tekka, Vic, Jeffy, Carol Burnett, all the way wearing her hairnet. Oh, mm. only two more episodes. Yeah, only two more. And uh. we don't know how it's gonna end. God, it can go in so many directions. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there at night before I go to bed. Like I'm like, what the fuck's gonna happen? What if this happens? I'm because this is what they do in the writer in the writers' room. Like they basically just they just they they literally go like action by action. Like they say, okay, this happened. Now what? Like what? What would this? What's this, what would this person do next? And like think what's the most like logical move on the chessboard? And then all right, then what? Then what? Like. They don't have like they don't do it like where they're like, all right, we need to get here. So how do we get here? It's like, all right, what's this what would this person do next? And then what's like a a stopping point? And that's like what I'm doing with these last three episodes. But this week, season six, episode eleven, entitled Breaking Bad. Finally we get the long awaited Walt and Jesse cameo. First of I think two. Uh, I was gonna say this was pretty underwhelming. I disagree, but that's fine. Um, I mean, okay, go ahead. Well, fair. I I, I think their cameo in it. Well, and we've talked about it. Like they, the Gillian and Gould were very like upfront when they 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 told everybody they were going to be in this season because they you know it's like it's not going to be some it's not like a shock value that you're going to see Breaking Bad characters in this show. And they, like, basically said, like, you know, don't expect, like, this huge, like, they're small little cameos. Like, they're, like, there's meaning behind them, but, like, don't be expecting, like, you know, this new arc for Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Like, they're just part of, they're going to be part of telling more of Saul's story. Um, don't expect a new arc for Pinkman, I hate you so much. Um <laughs> And so the episode, the episode starts all the time, except for now. <laughs> so the cold, the cold open is Saul in the he's 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 uh he's duct taped. He's got the bag over his head. He's sliding around the fo- the floor of what is the RV. They they show quick. They go to quick clips of beakers and the phosphorus gas and the methylamine. And to the car finally stops, and you find it, you hear him, you hear him, he's like crying, he's like, I got bad knees, please, not the desert, like playing into, you know, him being stuck in the desert in that one episode, and, uh, you know, they, they get him out there, and the door shuts behind them, and you see the bullet holes covered with duct tape, and uh, it ends with them taking the bag off, and him screaming into the hole, it was Ignacio, it, was Ignacio. it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, the line that basically started, you know, the arc of, uh, of of the the better call Saul Jimmy McGill's storyline in season one, uh, then we go back to Gene. Uh, we we finally get the answer to the season three flashback of 
him with Francesca as he's scrambling in his office to shred the papers, get the cash he's got on hand, and his little, um, I call it the jean box. It's not a shoe box, but his little box where he's got like what's left of like the McGill family pictures and uh, his Band-Aid case that eventually gets filled with diamonds. So November 12th, 3 p.m., he tells her to be at the phone. She says, if it doesn't ring, don't worry, it'll ring. So we, I mean, I, I, I've always thought it would probably be Kim on the other end. Maybe she calls him once a year on his birthday because that is Saul's birthday. Uh, it turns out that uh, it was actually Gene calling, calling Francesca to get the check-in to see how hot he still is, try to get the update on um, – whatever what's kind of going on with his former crew she's just short and nasty with him typical francesca form um i loved where he's like ah so nothing changed after the maestro bought bought the farm um insinuating walter white dying thinking maybe that would kind of satisfy the dea and everybody else involved in the case um the big the biggest uh cliffhanger in breaking bad history we now know that Huel Babineau got out of the hotel room and is in <laughs> fact is in fact free in Louisiana back home in New Orleans in New Orleans god what a that was such a great episode oh please don't hurt our poor Huel Babineau <laughs> um yeah and uh and Skylar White got her deal which you know always kind of made sense and then they had the El Camino reference to uh, the feds finding Jesse Pinkman's car uh, by the border, which is where Skinny Pete told Badger to drop it off. So clear they, they, they kind of tied up some of those kind of lingering questions from Breaking Bad if people cared about them um, or if you couldn't just figure those out on your own. Uh, and then as she, he's about to go and she does, she does get a little bit compassionate at one point and does let him know that uh when everything first went down uh with heisenberg uh and the big you know the big reveal that like after everyone's on the run uh kim wexler's still alive gave francesca the call to check in on her and asked about jimmy to which saul was kind of like a little kid but like she asked about me kind of like like he's you know a seventh grade play you know about to pass her a note you know do you like me with the check yes or check no box um uh that we then fast forward to him at the crossroads and goes to another payphone and calls a sprinkler company in Florida where Kim Wexler has apparently been working. And right as he asks for Kim as he asks for Kim, a bunch of trucks start going by and all you can see is a muffled Jimmy pretty heatedly on the phone. And then once the trucks go away, he starts slamming the phone, very J- Jimmy Conway-esque from Goodfellas, and kicks kicks in the glass. So we don't know who why I we don't know who was on the phone. Was it Kim? Was it someone telling him about the fate of Kim that got him angry? Um, either or, something set him off. Uh, he then goes back. Next, we see Jeffy going home, and Gene is back talking to his mom. So Saul, even though he said they were done, can't 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 keep away from the scam. Anytime he gets uh, he gets hurt, and uh, you know he's just he's just crushed. He just goes into Saul Goodman mode to bury it, and that's what he does. So they start running a he starts running a scam with Jeffy and Buddy and Buddy's dog where 
he finds marks at bars uh, all around Omaha, Nebraska, which apparently there's tons of them. Apparently there's uh, just tons of single, familyless rich people in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, that basically they all he all go to this one bar. He scouts them out, uh, gets them drunk. Uh, meanwhile, he's sitting there sucking that, sucking, sucking his drinks out with a little tube, which is just awesome. <laughs> and sends them sends them home in Jeffy's cab, where Jeffy then, on top of them being into- heavily intoxicated, slips them a, wa- a free water with uh, uh, with a Mickey in it to completely zonk them out. Uh, once he drops them off, he takes them to their door, puts some duct tape over the lock, so then Buddy and his puppy, who's so well behaved, what a dog, <laughs> they they sneak into the house and. When you think that he's just going to rob their wallets for some quick cash, he ends up basically taking pictures of all their identification, credit cards, bank statements, uh, for eventually to steal their identities. So that's the scam. Uh, and then in and, in and out, you see uh, Jimmy just more, you know, Gene more and more becoming Saul again, ordering the massage, the massage thing that he has on the floor that was infamous in Breaking Bad. He gets the Bluetooth piece. He's giving them burner phones. Uh, they're at strip clubs. He's bringing, you know, I'm going to assume these are $4 uh, Omaha hookers uh, mm. back to his house. And in between this, you see they're, they they do, they do show more of um, the desert scene uh, with Saul and Walter White and Jesse. They go back in the trash. So basically, they showed pieces of that scene that you didn't see in Breaking Bad. Um, and Saul's sitting there, and he's exploring the, the camper. He sees that they're cooking the blue. It's funny. He goes, Jesse doesn't know what the name of the flask is. And you can tell Walter's... <coughs> You're okay. You're okay. Rally, Drew. Rally. You got this. And you can tell Walter gets annoyed that he didn't know it. So Saul's like, all right, well... You guys cook the blues, so you're Igor. That makes you Heisenberg. Um, and before, as, while they're waiting for the RV, which you know notoriously always broke down in, better, in Breaking Bad, while they're waiting for it to start, Saul, I got two words for you, Jiffy Lube. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, while they're sitting there, Jesse turns to him and goes, so who's Lalo? And you just see Saul kind of hesitate and go, who? He's like, Lalo. You seem pretty worked up. I don't know anyone on the street by that name. And he goes, ah, it's, it's nobody. So I think that's Saul finally realizing that Lalo really is gone. And it was just kind yeah, of a PT- I thought that it too. was It was just like a PTSD moment when he got put out there in the desert looking at the hole like, oh, my God, Lalo. Um, just that traumatic experience that came back. So that's him burying it. Uh, and then you see you have another flashback of – Saul and uh, Mike. So Mike comes into the office wearing the black the black shades that he's wearing the first time you see him in Breaking Bad when he shows up at Jesse's house to take care of um, Jane's body. And he's giving Saul the rundown on a couple cl- a couple clients that he's got him investigating. One which was a a bus driver. You know the bus driver's neck's actually broken, and Saul just says, "Oh, perfect, makes my job so much easier." Which is just classic Odenkirk. <laughs> being Saul Goodman. Uh, and then he gives him he gives him the lowdown on Heisenberg, Walter White, high school chemistry teacher with Pinkman, and he gives him the warning that Mike always warned people Walter. He's like, I'd stay away from him. He's like, he's an amateur, which is just great the way he delivered the line. Um, and Saul just is kind of persistent. He's like, ah, you see an amateur. I see 170 pounds of clay waiting to be molded. And Mike's <laughs> just like, listen, if the cops don't get him, it's going to be a bolt to the head. 
leave it alone. And then you actually the one the one interesting thing about that scene was where Saul makes the reference to is that your opinion of him or he who must not be named? Which still because I I don't I don't think we ever and maybe we won't. I st- we still don't know if Gus if 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 uh, if prior to Walt working with Gus does Jimmy know that Mike is working for Gus Fring? Obviously, Kim was at the house, but how much? Does, I was like, thinking that Saul... too. Yeah, yeah. Like how much? I thought that was funny that he didn't actually say Fring's name. He still he still like said you know basically used the Harry Potter reference because I, I that's still to me unknown. Like you know, does he know Gus? Because I I still don't see how Gus would let him live. Um, if he knew about that, but regardless, I thought that was interesting, and it just it ends with him, you know, saying, <laughs> "Yeah, a guy with a mustache like that must make poor life choices," which is funny because now Gene's got one, and um, it then comes back to the Gene the Gene timeline where he meets up with Stewart from the Big Bang at the bar, <laughs> who, uh, in all all his research of of getting of picking these guys, didn't realize that he had cancer. And you have a little a little hesitation where you think Gene is gonna, you know, basically take a pass on this one, and then he just completely says, "All right, have a good cab ride," and puts him in Jeff's cab. Um, gets a phone call after he makes what is that drink he's making? By the way, it's like Dewar's something and like lemon juice. Oh, I wasn't sure. I was I was hoping you knew. I think it's a drink was, that the- and and the fact that you picked up on the ingredients was even more than I was because I was like wait is that an old fashioned I was like nah well and somebody somebody made reference to maybe it was at Davis and Maine they made that drink regardless of what it is because the very the very first scene of Gene in episode one he's making the same drink only it's not smooth like you know he's spilling shit everywhere you can tell he just doesn't care and he's like you know basically just like an empty shell and at this point he's sitting there squirting that lemon juice from like 10 feet away just perfectly into the glass uh which is great but gets the call from uh from jeffy uh and you fast forward to their garage where good old marion puts down her kitty cat youtube videos and sees them scheming it's Saul yelling at the dog which is going to be his downfall being mean to that poor dog um and Buddy basically says, I can't rip off a guy with cancer. I saw found the pills in his jacket. My dad used to take those. Uh, and Gene's just giving him the business. Like, what, guys with cancer can't be assholes? Trust me, I know. Refer- more references to Walter White. Um, Buddy's just like, I can't do it. So he kicks him out, and he goes, Jeffy, you in or out? Let's go. So Saul's going to break in. And even as they're on the ride there, Jeff's like, dude, I don't. I gave him the drugs three hours ago. Who even knows if he drank it all? And Gene's just like, don't worry about it. And then he drops him off at the house. And as he closes the door to the taxi cab, it then goes back to the Breaking Bad era where you see Jimmy or Saul shut the door to his uh, caddy and start walking up to Walter White's high school past the, the good old Aztec parked in the handicapped uh, spot about to walk into what was a completely self-destructive life choice as he's now walking to another self-destructive life choice. So... And that's where the episode ends on the cliffhanger of him breaking breaking into the house and ter- unlocking the door. Um, and that's where I think, again, like I don't think it was – like it wasn't a lot with Walt and Jesse, but they used – to me it wasn't a forced cameo because they used the mo- like the unseen moments of Breaking Bad of Saul basically seeing that these guys are bad news from Walter coughing up blood in the RV – to Mike telling him stay away from him like he's got cancer if he doesn't die this dude's gonna you know this dude's just you know 
he's small potatoes let it go not not listening not listening to good advice and just going going into uh a bad decision and now completely relapsing like an alcoholic doing it as gene tekovich even after as buddy's telling him we'll get the next one like like why like what's the big deal uh jeffy telling him he might not even be fully out of it because who knows if he drank all the water and just going into it so uh, and then the other cool scene was when they left the desert, by the way. Shout out to Tom Schnaltz Schwartz. I forget the guy's name that directed this and wrote this one. The transition with the hole in the ground. Oh, you that see, was good. It yeah. transitioned. It's Gene, like, at the bottom of it. It then transitions with Gene sleeping in his bed, which is just great foreshadowing. Um, yeah, and that's the episode. So a couple questions. Next next week, the coal, uh, the and the preview for next week was – just a 12-second clip of two cops getting out of a cop car and coming towards the camera to what you assume is Stewart's house. Stewart's house, yeah. Um, but who knows? You know, they've they've been pretty clever with how they've done that. A um, couple questions for you here before I kind of hypothesize some stuff. Do you do we think it was Kim on the payphone? I had a couple questions for you first. Oh, what do you, go ahead, do it. Question me. Do it. I was going to say. We talked about this offline, but let's talk about the, the timeline. Uh, the I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to be pissed first, but okay, we'll do that first. Um, <laughs> totally, I, my, I had to my, be pissed my, about the timeline with, with old. Yeah, uh, Billy good point. Bob, yeah, good so. good point. Yeah, my mind has totally been blown, and I'm kind of annoyed at the show now because I, I feel like it's a little. It makes it a little less plausible some of the stuff here, but I've always been of the belief that. The very first time we seen Gene in episode one of season one with the Cinnabon sequence and then him putting in the tape to watch the commercials, that that event, that that's around 18 months after Breaking Bad. I feel like I read that somewhere. I feel like that's like been put on like you know, something by the creators that they've made note to that. Go for the fake news. Yeah, I, I went to the same website that said Brian Castagna was 6'1 with a 96-inch reach. I, I got duped. Um, and I just, I just assumed everything that was happening with Gene now with Jeffy, like, again, we're, we're approaching almost two years after Breaking Bad because he's like, he's this empty colorless shell of a person with the life sucked out, which is why they do it in black and white. Cause that's what it's supposed to represent. And so I'm like, I like, you know, four or five months into this thing, you're, you know, you're just kind of getting your feet wet and figuring things out. Like you're not a depressed, like, you know, scared and terrified of everything. Like, you know, you're. I, I don't know. I just. I just always thought that. But so when the phone call happened with Francesca, I was like, oh, they're doing a flash forward because this is happening. The the, the phone call takes place. It would be like a flash middle. It would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like not. It would have been pre pre. In your proposed timeline. It would have been prior. It would have been a flashback to present day, but post yes. the, the, pre, the Saul timeline. Pre season one, episode one where we see gene is when this phone call would have been made because the phone calls made november 12th 2010 right uh that's the phone call walter white dies in breaking bad september make it a date september 10th 2010 which was his birthday so the phone call takes place two months after walter white dies um so let's just say i think i think he spent like five or six months in it was in New Hampshire, right? Granite State. Uh, Walter White. Well, Walter. Uh, was it New Hampshire? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Is that that's the Granite State, right? New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. So what's that? April. 
That puts yeah. us at like April of 2010. That's when Jimmy got relocated, the same time that Walter White did. So, you know, from the time that Walter that so so we got April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So eight months after he gets relocated, he has the call with Francesca to see how hot he still is. Um, which, duh, like obviously, you know, if you're if you think that you're wanted by the feds within one year, obviously you're still going to be hot. Um, and so again, and I think Gene's after this, but after I made a couple of comments to some people while we were watching it, and they were like, "Oh man, that phone call just set him off to to be Saul again with Je- with Jeffy," and I'm like. Nah, this is a fl- again. This is a flash forward. Like this isn't what like is doing this. And they're like, "You sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that this is the timeline." And then after reading interviews from the writer and listening to the insider podcast, that's the writer and the creators. Uh, yeah, like this phone call is within this Gene timeline we've been watching the last the last week. That was all Gene and all the f- you know black and white scenes since inception. So. So basically, Saul got he got he got made within, you know, not even not even six months of being in Omaha, which is just wild. But was like so broken and depressed within that amount of time, and you know, then basically completely broke bad unless again in less than a year and so went into self destruct Salmo, which is just kind of. You got this. You got this. Rally, rally. It's just kind of crazy to me. I'm just like, like so he so he got his job at Cinnabon, became manager, like learned in and outs of Omaha, all within like found this he he found this guy to sell the identities to, like all these things that like he's been working on, like getting getting those things turned into diamonds. This is all in an eight month an eight month window. That's a little. That's to me. That's a little bit of a stretch that all this is happening so soon. That's why, again, like, I was like, oh, like, it makes sense that, like, you know, he's been out there for, like, two years. Like, this is, like, I don't know. I That really, I mean, obviously, I still love the show, and I'm not, you know, obviously, it doesn't you know, make me dislike it or change anything, but it is a little, like, these guys are usually pretty good with um, making things make sense. I don't think that makes too much sense, that this is so close. Like, right now, this Gene Tekovich story that's happening is only two months after Walter White dies. But what can you know? What do I know? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I wasn't as convinced as you were that it was like a year or more later. I kind of thought it was more close together, which again is why I kind of made the comment of like when he went into the scams and my jaw just dropped. I'm like, this guy can't help yeah. himself. He's like, it's like Charlie Sheen, like the addict. Like you're just kind of like you're just in shock and kind of appalled but you're kind of rooting for him like it's like it's like uh, it's like ghost prom night a date on prom night yeah that was a little bit a little bit forced but i i, I just I, I, I disagree it was it was for shocked appalled but rooting for him that was come on that was solid transition just like i thought that the cameo was a little bit forced myself i yeah, fair enough I, I thought not forced i thought it was a little gratuitous myself the cameo of walter and jesse and like well i thought um, you know, Walter White was fine, but Jesse, like, I think he threw like a man in there, like what, like once, and like, or like maybe one yo, maybe one man. I don't. I I, I could yeah. use. Well, I think more, I, like, I I think they tried to limit what he was saying because he is now like twenty years older and uh, he's I, not. And play- his <laughs> voice was way deeper, and I yeah. was just like, ah, it's not the same. 
Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but um, I but yeah, like, this. Yo, Walter White, man, come come on, let's just ditch this dirt bag. Let's let's just throw this bitch in the, to the dirt. Let's just throw him in the hole and let him get out on his own. Yeah, yeah, but, science. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't but keep getting away that. with it. <laughs> but yeah, so the time, yeah, so the timeline now, I'm just completely distraught over it. But I'm not gonna let it ruin these last two episodes for me. So those are my two things: the cameo, the timeline. Now back to your question. Your question was, do I think that was Kim on the other end? Yes. My initial reaction was like, oh, Kim's dead. And so my initial reaction was that he was talking to somebody at the company that was telling him, like, no, nah, Kim died, blah, 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 and that's why he got all pissed off and upset. Look at him, he was almost crying. So that's yeah. why I thought that. Okay. What do you um, I do think it's Kim, and I, I, I think that I think that Kim has basically moved on with her life and Jimmy, and I think that is what sets him off there, um, because you know he's he's never he basically buried himself for good in a persona because he lost her and couldn't get over her and the hurt and like hearing that like she just was it you know they both. Their crossroads was where they both mutually, you know, ruined and led to the murder of an innocent man for kicks, which was which she pushed more than Saul did. I mean, he was culpable, but she was pushing it, and like she moves on and you know gets a happy life, and he's where he is. Um, which again, this is his own self-inflicted decisions, but that was my take. There have been, and I'll tell you if you want to know, there have been tech savvy people i did see it on twitter that drowned did drown out the trucker noise and got and got some uh got some apparent muffled uh sentences out of saul in that phone call oh my so you want me to tell you sure why not so if you believe like what it's kind of what they're amplifying and who knows they could be these people could be amplifying like cutouts from other scenes but it basically is saul and it is it if you believe the setup, it's Kim, and he's basically saying, um, "Don't like it, it's some form of like don't lecture me or like you don't don't lecture me. You don't know what I did or didn't do. Um, you didn't care about me. You didn't call me once." Um, then he goes, "Kim, Kim, Kim, can we just?" And that's one version of it. And then another version of it has something to do with it's like him saying. Um, don't don't worry about me. They can only hang me once, or something like that. So, pretty pretty pr- pretty. So people, people have really zaprudered the shit out of this, huh? Insane. Like I, I wonder. I don't know if these, maybe these people do shit this shit for a living and they have free time to be doing that. Like I don't even know how hard or easy that is. But I figured somebody would do it, and so I was playing around on Twitter and I was like, I wonder if I, I wonder if I could find this, and like it's clear like people have done it. So. So I, it, it does appear if you buy that that it is because he does. You can clearly kind of hear him say, "Kim, Kim, Kim." Like it's muffled, but like it's the it sounds like that um, on the phone. Okay. So I, I do think it's I do think it's Kim, um, and that again and because again what was the whole point of the show when they created this was they looked at when they tried to figure out what it was going to be they were like Saul, Saul Goodman is such a ridiculous character like. What what would becoming Saul Goodman be the result of? And obviously, we found out the result was 
Kim, the love of his life, leaving him and leaving him completely broken. Like the last thing that it was part of Jimmy McGill. And so it would make sense that this again has now set him off to become fully Saul Goodman again as Gene Tekovic. Um, okay. So that's one. Two. All right. What do we know? We, we, we put up a, a Twitter poll here. Uh, I got some pretty solid responses. But right now we have what do we think is going to happen? And you may have voted, but let's get it. What's going to happen to Gene Tekovich these last two episodes? Is he going to get arrested breaking into Stewart's house? Is he going to take a trip to Belize, which hopefully everyone understands that reference, by breaking into Stewart's house? He's going to turn a new leaf and change his mind and end up finding Kim? Or he's going to end up getting conned by, by Jeffy, Buddy, and Marion? As of um, now, where do you think this the, the direction of this? To me, those are the only options here. I mean, well, maybe there's 50 more because who the hell knows? But to me, those are the only directions Gene Tekovich can go at this point. Um, oh man, I really don't know other than I guess arrested. Yeah, and so next week's episode is called Waterworks, which some people have said, oh, it's a reference to Monopoly because Waterwork is two spaces away from go to jail and this is the second to last episode so oh, people have gotten really wild i mean that would be something that the i could see that they, they try to get creative with these titles you could also say waterworks is because it's going to be really sad and people will be crying or waterworks because kim works for a sprinkler company it can go in a lot of directions but people are telling me my, my mom's gotten really into uh the uh they're not chat rooms anymore, but like the blog stuff, like people yeah. like, you know, like whatever in her, in her free time looking up, like what people are talking about, like conversing on the episodes. So that was the waterwork thing she had said to me. Um, I I'm fine with, he's not going to, it's not going to be a happy ending with him reuniting with Kim. So you can take that off the board. Although 50% get arrested as the leader on the poll and turning a new leaf and finding Kim is second at 22%. Um, I kind of think he might die. Like he might actually get shot by Stewart. I could see that. Um, and then the last couple episodes, the last episode might there might you know a good chunk of the next two might be. I just thought of this. What what if Jeffy and what's his name with the dog? What if they actually call the cops on him and be like, this just needs to stop. Nah, they could. Yeah, but then they would get caught too. That yeah. Well, the, mutual 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 destruction well yeah i mean i think that's that's probably what like i think the the most likely thing is he goes to jail and carol again the carol the carol burnett marion character um turns him in and is his downfall which now that he's taught her how to use the internet maybe she looks up like who knows maybe an old video of him on youtube comes up as an average could you imagine she's watching a kitty cat video and then a better call saw commercial like advertisement still comes up um I could see something like, like she, again, it's too, we've been saying it for two weeks. It's too, like, why have Carol Brunette play this this character if she's not going to have some significant role? And to me, just being just being the, the piece to get him in the room with Jeffy isn't enough. So that's probably there. The one thing that I'll actually, I'll actually be annoyed if we find out that, like, uh, Stuart, Jeffy, and Buddy and Marion are conning Saul and while he's in this house 
they go to his place, break in, steal his diamonds, and leave him with nothing, and then they just disappear. Yeah, and I don't see that. And uh, yeah, like I, I could see because like, I'm trying to find the angle. But, like it would just be too much. Like you'd have to bet. Like one, if you were just go- if you knew who he was and figured that he had, you know, the um, he had the stat. Like oh, well, this guy had to have a stash of cash that he ran away with. Like. He works an eight-hour shift every day at Cinnabon. Just break into his house. Like, you don't even—he doesn't yeah. even have to know who you are. Um, to do these elaborate schemes, to think that he would even come find you after the fact um, when you first like saw, like noted, like went to him and said, "I know who you are." But then to do this elaborate scheme with this guy with cancer and think he'd go through it to me like the sh- the, the show never has never done that and the writers yeah, I'm, don't I'm not seeing that one yeah like the writers don't do and I but I would be so mad because my one issue with Breaking Bad is always the fact that Walter and Jesse you, they they bring down the cartel they bring down Gus Fring but then they end up getting uh, outsmarted for and pretty much you know beat to shit by Uncle Jack and the fucking hee haw gang. Like if if Saul Goodman gets brought down, like it's outconned by uh, you know Beavis and Butthead and uh, and Carol Burnett, I'm gonna be really pissed. I'm just I'm, I'll be disappointed that they did that because that's just not what the writers typically do. So, um, but it's still it's still out there. Uh, apparently, they they did release um, fo- a couple of photos. They always release a couple of photos for the next episode, and apparently Bill Burr's character QB is going to be in the next episode. So I'm not sure how that plays into it, but uh, it's possible. Um, last question. What do you think the, the last Walter White scene will be? Um, something that we haven't seen yet. Like a new one. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously. Oh, you obvious? mean... You, oh, wait, you mean... you? you, you we already you, knew. You mean like it's not going to be like last one where it was like in the trailer that just was like an in-between thing? Walter White scene? Yeah, well, like... So far, the scenes have been like scenes that we already knew about, like him going to the desert. (coughs) Right. Uh, I'm saying it's something like in-between plot points that we haven't seen before. So I would be... I'd have to like make one up. I don't know. I would be shocked if, if Gene breaks into this house for some reason i think i think the cops being there is too obvious in the preview um i wouldn't be shocked if as he's about to rob stewart um he has i'm thinking he might have a flashback to the a scene with walter when walter goes because walter gets when walter poisons brock which is just you know the point to that that's what everyone says is kind of the was the point of no return for Walter White when he poisoned the kid to get what he wanted. Um, he goes to Saul to get the information where to find him. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe they 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 play on that scene if they keep doing this like back and this like kind of you know back and forth in time to show like is Saul is he is he going to do the same kind of heinous thing like rob this poor sick guy and maybe he has a change of heart and then just leaves the house. And then he goes back, and the cops are waiting for him at his place because Carol Burnett turned him in. So I think that might be the where they go with the next Walter White scene, but we shall see. Okay. Um, yeah, so many, so many directions. I love this show. Uh, Talking Saul is they have they have one next week or for next week's episode. The say say what it is again, Palmitude or whatever the hell. Penultimate. The penultimate episode here. Um, 
So I obviously something something pretty significant's got to happen that they're gonna do. They're gonna do it the week before the finale, in my opinion. Uh, it's an hour. Last this past week was an hour and twenty minutes. Next week is an hour and twenty, and the finale is an hour and forty minutes. Ooh! But with commercials, you know, there's always yeah. the, you know it'll end up being probably like an actual hour and ten minutes of of uh, TV time. Yeah, it's exciting. So, I'm pumped, man. I just I. Uh, I'm gonna miss Saul it, but I love. Saul probably does end up dying. I, I'm I mean, just trying. Walter, Walter ended up dying. Saul will probably end up dying. Yeah, well, because they keep saying that like nobody, all like the fan theories they've seen, like nothing's actually happened. So like, I feel like him going to jail would be pretty obvious, but like, I don't think many people would think that he dies. Yeah, so. I, think, I think jail would be right up there with, with. I'm sorry, I think dying would be right up there with jail because yeah, that's true. They killed Walter White. <laughs> Yeah, and he uh, and we have in all the little teasers that they showed leading up to the second half of the season, they did those fifteen to twenty second teasers where it was a scene and then a character saying a line. We've now seen all the scenes. The last scene that we hadn't seen was um, his his Bluetooth ringing on his desk, which was the scene where Mike comes in to, to give him the lowdown on Walter White. But the only line that has not been said yet is the teaser with Kim reciting the uh, the oath of being sworn in as an attorney. So that is still to come in the last two episodes. Gotcha. For anyone keeping score at home. Um, That's all I got, Chief. Nice. Good job. As per usual, Rain Man. Um, I try. I mean, I, I don't have much else to say. I, we'll we'll see where it goes from here. It could go many different directions. I just I love this show. I'm gonna miss it. Ugh. Not not many not 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 too many smart TV shows left out there right now. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Drew, you did it. You made it through with one and a quarter lung. <sighs> that was, was a, tough. The, the, the sigh. That's it. It was tough. We got there. Oh, I I, I almost had a cough again. It was like scrambling. So, <laughs> all Go right. Ahead. Good good cough. See you out there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>